Welcome everyone to the Bourbon Boys podcast. What began as three drunks writing a weekly newsletter has evolved into four drunks talking into microphones about SEC football. I am Cousin Bailey and joined as always by Malt Liquor, Gus, and our producer, Dr. Ripper. Welcome back to the Bourbon Boys. Before we get into week six of the 2023 SEC football season, just something real quick. I get asked all the time, Cousin Bailey, how can we support the Bourbon Boys? Well, friend, there are a few ways, actually. You can support the race. Just kidding. Number one, you can give us a good rating and review on your platform. Number two, you can subscribe to the pod on that platform. Number three, let's face it. You all know someone who likes SEC football, so share this episode and our past episodes with them. Number four, you can support our sponsors. Number five, if you know of an up-and-coming business, put them in contact with me, Cousin Bailey, about being a sponsor. That's cousinbailey at gmail.com. That's C-U-Z-Z-I-N-B-A-I-L-E-Y at gmail.com. Well, man, that was another meat grinder last week for the Bourbon Boys. We are all under 500 for the week uh, and for the season. And uh, let's see, uh, Gus two games under 500 he is sitting pretty at 20 and 22 and all of us remaining idiots are at least 10 games under 500 uh totally brutal um i think that's either a testament to the parody in the league along with the inconsistency that you'll find to be the norm in college football until they get nil worked out so that every player perhaps isn't thinking about their next move every week of the season, or it's just a testament to us sucking ass right now. Um, so real quick, I, I did mention that Gus is 20 and 22. Dr. Riffick is 16 and 26. Cousin Bailey is 15 and 27. And Malt Liquor is a staggering 14 and 28. And I mean staggering because usually he's near the top. Uh, everybody went two and five except Dr. Riffick, who went three and four. Um, so looks like for the billionth time in a row, Gus is the leader of the week and of the season. So let's turn the con over to him. Yeah, uh, it was a rough week. Um, just trying to think of who had the worst week. Was it the Bourbon Boys? Was it the mm-hmm. Rays? Ooh. Was it the Gators? Was it Kevin McCarthy? We don't know. We don't know. We just, all of us sucked though. We all sucked. Yeah. Uh, this is definitely a departure from years past from at least someone dominating the league. No one is dominating this year. It's just a complete shit show. Much like the Gators. I'm so glad that I did not watch the game last week. Had a birthday for my aunt, her 80th. Yeehaw. There was absolutely no sports on for a whole fucking Saturday. And of course, my mom wanted to be there from sunup till almost the next day. So, yeah, it was awesome. How was the punch? Yeah, a little. I was tipsy. I drank a little bit. Okay. Oh. Yeah. But anyway, uh, before we really get into it, let's go around and, uh, See what everybody's drinking to drink away all these tears that we have for all of our losses. Malt, what you got, buddy? So I actually would like to thank Cuz for the compliment, complimentary description of me staggering. I am 
well beyond staggering. I'm like fucking Diane Feinstein getting drug around with the way my picks are going. But uh, hopefully October will bring some luck. Um, so in that spirit, I'm drinking the Hofbrau original to uh, help with Oktoberfest, which I learned starts in September. Um, yeah. But anyway, it's good. One of my favorites. Because what you got, buddy? So just real quick, um, I went to both Rays games and it was tragic. This is just for our listeners. I know you guys know that. Um, and so I feel like I'm having the worst sports week personally because uh, anyways, but in honor of Canada sending down a lot of smoke our way that that uh, was that that reached its uh, peak yesterday because I didn't see much of it today. I'm drinking um the Sweetwater Hazy IPA, Hazy IPA in honor of that. So and it's quite delicious as always. Awesome. Mr. Producer, what uh, Dragoon are you drinking this week? Oh, that's offensive. How dare you, sir? I'm drinking a Dragoon Secret Project V3. <laughs> oh. It's an American IPA. It's a little bit different than their other one. It's pretty good. I like it. Nice. Nice. Wonderful. So today I found myself not staggering, but walking into Rolling Oats, Tampa. And uh, I don't know if their beer selection just isn't that great there. It didn't seem like it was. It's been a while since I've been in there. Maybe St. Pete's better. But uh, I did pick up something I'd never had before. It's a Vodnik Czech style Pilsner. Malt, did you did you have this one last? Can I, can I see the can? It's black. Uh, no, I did not. Yeah. I've had that before, though. Who oh, makes okay. it? Uh, Angry Chair. It's an Angry Chair. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, good. Brew. That's yeah, that's no, really no, good. it's pretty good. Yeah, I'm a yeah, I'm a big Pilsner guy. Um, so yeah, this kind of hits the spot. It's a it's a good beer. Highly recommend it. So, I think the one I the one I got, which you can get at Public or ABC, is the uh, Woven Water Pilsner. Oh, okay. Woven. What, what's what, what? They used to have a whole wall of beer. What's going on at Tampa? No, uh, they still they still have it, but it, hmm. it just didn't seem like it seemed like their selection. A lot of it, I probably could have gotten at Publix. Hmm. So you gotta go. You gotta. There's a guy with a big bushy beard who's probably our age maybe a little younger who if he'll he's pretty good if you tell him what what you're looking for he'll give you a recommendation and it's always been been good like if you say i want a pilsner he'll it's like oh you should get this or you could try that you just gotta talk to him okay well a woman approached me today asked if i needed help and i'm like sweetheart women and beer don't mix yeah yeah click click if i want a cider then i'll ask you but uh... <laughs> I prefer a Dickens cider. Um. Um, <laughs> Jesus, click, click, fellas, Charles. Um, I uh, good old the, Charles. St. Pete, the one in St. Pete is uh, got a, a tremendous selection of girls. The yeah, but I uh, know the beer selection at the Rolling Oats. Wow. Okay. Yeah, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? That's a lot. Forget way. about it. Yeah. All right. Enough woman bashing. Yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, that that line for me was a joke. Um, 
Awesome. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's get into this late 12 o'clock kickoff malt. What you got, buddy? We have LSU coming off a, uh, I don't want to call it kind of an arcade game loss to Ole Miss. They are a six and a half point road favorite against undefeated and higher ranked Mizzou. Um, so that's almost a touchdown, which is uh, quite a lot of points. Um, you look back at Mizzou. So, like I said, I think they're five and zero. They had that win against Kansas State that um, was my lock of the week, which you know it, it defeated my lock of the week, which is kind of a fitting summation or encapsulation of my season to date. But the rest of the games they played have been marginal opponents. They haven't looked amazing in any of them. Uh, Cook has been had a pretty good year I, so far. I think he's already thrown for 1,500 yards. Um, LSU, I just can't figure out. They, uh, I think their their defense is probably a little suspect. It's not used the, the defense they're used to having. It gave up 45 in a loss to FSU, 31 to Arkansas, and then 55 last week. 21 in the fourth quarter to blow a lead and lose to the hated rebels. Um, so, you know, early start at Mizzou, kind of, if, if you're a Gator fan, you would expect to lose even when we were good. Um, I don't know how that translates to LSU, but some seems like an early start. LSU is uh suspect on defense. Um, I expect they'll win, but, uh, I don't think six and a half is a smart thing to give up uh, to the home team, uh, especially with a suspect defense like LSU. I think the backdoor cover is is something that is very much in play. Um, so I'm going to take the home underdogs. So, um, yeah, I, it's, it's crazy. Like, I, I keep underestimating Mizzou. I'm, I'm not sure exactly. Let's see what I do last week. I... Now, I actually picked them to do exactly what they did to Vanderbilt. But LSU, I mean, they are wishy-washy. They seem to go up and down. I just think that Mizzou is still in kind of a middling SEC team, which they they had no problem with a couple weeks ago. So I, I think uh, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll stop picking LSU after this week, but I'm going to try one more time. I think the Tigers, I was about to say, that doesn't make any sense. I think the LSU Tigers are uh, are more than capable of beating Mizzou by seven points. And even if this is a shootout, I I, I think uh, I think they've got it. So, yeah, I'm going to take LSU. I'm giving them one more shot. Uh, this is tough, man. That's a huge line, I think. Um, LSU hasn't impressed me. Malt, you brought it up. They're giving up a ton of points, just a ton of points. Their, their defensive backfield is definitely not what it was, especially since they consider themselves DBU or one of the schools that considers themselves DBU. Uh, I also think Jaden Daniels is it's kind of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde at times. Uh, you don't know what version of him you're going to get. I don't know, man. This is a tough one. I want to take LSU, but... They disappointed me a lot this year, which could be why my record is as such. Shit. Um, 
It's Missouri, though. I can't pay, I can't respect Missouri whatsoever. Give me LSU here. Mm-hmm. How about our illustrious producer? Uh, I am going with Mizzou. It's a bold move, Colin. Because next 12 o'clock game. Now, this is the one we've been waiting for. I think it's the only out-of-conference game. Um, Western Michigan. Cowboys? Broncos. 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 Sorry. I have a there's a there's a horse. Uh they're traveling to Starkville, Mississippi, Mississippi State. Favored by 20 and a half points with a 56 and a half point over under. Um I mean, listen, Mississippi State has lost three straight to some SC, some stiff SEC competition and and aside South Carolina and uh, Western's gotten trounced by the two power five opponents that they've faced, but Iowa and Syracuse aren't exactly winning anything this year. It's just, it's, it's a, it's a really big number um, for a team that got the shit kicked out of them last week to a, to, to coin your phrase, Gus, a Jekyll and Hyde, Alabama team. Can't really trust them. I, um, I don't I don't see a problem with Mississippi State winning, but I just feel like 20 and a half. I'm, I look for like a backdoor cover. Uh, I don't I don't see any and I haven't seen anything from Mississippi State that makes me feel like they're just going to like blow anybody's doors off, especially with this low ish over under. OK, so uh, this isn't yellow two's team, is it? No, that's central. OK. <laughs> Talking about Jim McElwain. Yeah. Oh right, no. I had this. Their coach is uh, the former offensive coordinator from Louisville. Um, but Mississippi State is pretty bad. Um, I I heard their coach Arnett being interviewed during the game last week, and I mean, I gotta tell you, he makes Billy Napier sound like fucking Robert Oppenheimer or some shit. He sounds like a complete idiot. Um, Western Michigan. I looked at their results. Very underwhelming. They got smoked by Syracuse. Their defense let Iowa score 41 points. So for that reason, and against my better judgment, I'm going to take Mississippi State. But if they don't cover this, I'm never picking them again, at least not for this year. Mississippi State's complete trash. That being said, let me let me take you down Gus's family tree here. Um, my surname comes from Michigan. They settled in Michigan, so you can really only find my surname in Michigan. There's a few that are sprinkled around the country, but the concentration of them is in Michigan. Sounds like Russian Jew. Sounds like Russian Jew. Probably Russian, definitely not Jew, according to Ancestry.com. So, uh, back in the day, or for generations, those who went to college, which there weren't many, but those who did, they went to Michigan. Now the generations have started going to Western Michigan. So they're losing some steam there in their uh, <laughs> academic prowess. So with that being said, I really have nothing else to say about this game except for Mississippi State, tr- Mississippi State is trash. Western Michigan is accepting white trash. Oof. So we'll go ahead and give them uh We'll go ahead and take uh, Mississippi State here to cover that huge, huge line. 
Too many points. Be... All right. So I'll be I know. A, I know. A, I know a good. Uh... So we got two houses divided. Well, then we'll just roll right into the three thirty game. Alabama Crimson Tide rolling in to College Station, Texas A and M. Texas A and M is a point and a half underdog at home. Over under is 49 and a half. I'd probably take the under in this game, but you never know. Alabama did put up some points against Mississippi State. I don't have a lot to say about this game, even though it is the 330 game. It's man, it's just I just think AM is trash. Like I I was looking back, they have a lot of big losses. Um who'd they lose to last week? Uh, they won. They won. The Man, they is? smoked Arkansas. They lost to Miami. Oh, that's right. They beat Arkansas, which was shocking to me. Wow. Um, I'm still going to take Bama here. Bama might might still end up in the college football playoff just by pure luck. Um, but, yeah, just give me Bama. I, I have a, not a lot to say here. Max Johnson starting. That probably helps A&M. Anyhow, I was gonna say I was surprised you didn't at least give your boyfriend Max Johnson one compliment. He snuck yeah. it in at the end there. Yeah. So, um, I think A and M's quietly kind of having a good year. They, uh, you know, that that Miami game may have been an aberration. I was looking at their results. They pretty much handled everyone they played. Other than that, they dominated Arkansas. They out rushed or outgained them. 414 to 174. They had three turnovers to Arkansas's one, but that game was never really close. Um, I think Arkansas had a a defensive touchdown too. Um and, and then on the flip side, I looked at Bama's game against Mississippi State, and that wasn't very dominant performance. Um the yardage was pretty even, and Mississippi State shit the bed and had three turnovers. Um I like what I think Bama's offense is getting better. They, like I said a couple weeks ago, they think they found their identity and they're just going to, you know, uh, kind of structured around Milrose running and probably throw off of that. But um, this is a pretty tight game. I think uh, I think it could go either way, and I, I kind of got a feeling that A and M might win. So um, I'm going to go with that, which probably guarantees a Bama victory. <clears throat> Well, damn it! I'm not not that I'm much better than you, but you seem to be kind of have like cursed this year, malt, malt liquor. So uh, I was going to pick A and M as well, <clears throat> but I picked against Bama last week on the road. Um, I think that might be a, a that might that that was that was a dumb decision. I think I was. Let's see, was I lone wolf? Mississippi State. No, it was fucking me and malt liquor. Yeah, I'm not making that mistake right now. I'm gonna pick Alabama. I think um they've definitely hit their they've hit a stride, but AM is good. But I I this this might actually be like a really, really great game that I think is gonna go in the favor of, of Alabama. You know, three thirty. There's just to me chinks in the armor at AM, like uh at least um consistency point you know like let's see them play let's see what happens when they play a top 11 team so we'll see 
How about our producer? Yeah, who you got there, Mr. Producer? I'm still flabbergasted by what was just said, but that's okay. Um, Yeah, roll tide, Bama. So before we leave this game. Yes, please. (laughs) Cuz. Yes, sir. Do you prefer hot sauce, barbecue sauce from Alabama or Louisiana? It's a tough one. No, it's not at all. I love my wife. I love her family, but I cannot stand Alabama white sauce. What I need is some good old-fashioned Cajun sauce. Speaking of which, this portion of the Bourbon Boys Picking the SEC is brought to you by Pandemic Sauce Company. Amidst a worldwide pandemic and lockdown with nothing but time on his hands, a friend of the podcast started experimenting in his kitchen to occupy his time. He soon discovered a knack of combining a variety of peppers with fruit juices to create some unique barbecue sauces. After sharing his sauces with family and friends, he has now decided to share them with the rest of the world and the goal to become your new favorite sauce. That's Pandemic Sauce Company, PandemicSauceCompany.com. Enter code BourbonBoys at checkout for a discount. Now, I will also say, you talk about hot sauce, you talk about barbecue sauce. I have... I love putting hot sauce on pretty much everything now. Um, what do you guys feel like? I mean, like, cause even, even on barbecue, dressing? even on barbecue, sometimes on salad, if there's a protein on salad, I will. There's a, there's a great one that we are not sponsored by. So you can take this one to the bank as well. Um, Pepper belly Pete. There's this fella on um, social media, this big old Texan boy who makes a lot of crock pot deals but or um dishes but he has a hot sauce called zippy zap so if anyone is out there and they follow this guy zippy zap i mean i have two or three bottles and if anyone's gonna if i'm gonna see anyone for the florida georgia game over here at casa de cousin i will break it out but i mean it's good on barbecue it's good on on anything per frankly frankly but go ahead what were you saying i'm a tapatio guy that's my favorite. Tapatio right is fantastic. Cholula, great. Mm-hmm. Cholula doesn't have any heat. I mean, most people consider. So I know a lot of people don't like it, but Zippy Zap has got like this vinegar and heat. But it's, I don't know. There's just something different, unique about it. It kind of reminds me of, uh, I mean, subtly reminds me of like old eel brand salsa. But speaking of which, I, I want to make sure that our, our friend um, at Pandemic Sauce Company, they get their due because that is straight up barbecue sauce with heat and it is absolutely delicious. So that's PandemicSauceCompany.com. Enter code BourbonBoys at checkout. Well, going from a uh, hot barbecue sauce to hot mess. Let's get into mm. the four o'clock game there, Malt. Vanderbilt going to Gainesville as an 18 point underdog against our Gators who are licking their wounds after thorough domination at the hands of Kentucky. Just an embarrassing performance. No other way to say it. Um, I uh, I can't understand how we continue to have major fuck-ups on special teams until I saw what our game-changer coordinator looks like. Chris Couch. I just posted a photo in the chat. So suddenly it all makes sense. Oh, um, God damn. 
But uh, with respect to this line, it seems crazy. Um, I mentioned in the past the Gator Nation football podcast, which I watched, where he basically runs through probably 85% of the plays, diagramming them. Um, and so I, f- I focused on the defense, and we actually had them schemed really well, especially in the first quarter and a half. We just had guys that were not doing their jobs, could not tackle, were not shooting gaps that they needed to. It was just like they were asleep. And it's a very young defense, so I can you know forgive that because it's a young defense. And the defense has shown that, at least in previous games, that they're, they're good and have the potential to be good. What I cannot forgive is our offense. We have a high school offense, especially – from a passing side and um, the amount of times where on, on watching this, where we show Pearsall going on a jet sweep and it like, doesn't even do anything. It's not even like timed near where the defense thinks he might run it. A lot of times he's bringing a cornerback into the box and we're running it. It's just like, what are we doing? And I, the way he described it is that we were playing offense on hard mode because we continue to run against eight men boxes. Do not throw when we have our receivers wide open or on one-on-one coverage. And it's just, I don't, I don't know what to say. I saw Spurrier finally came out and said, well, you know, maybe we could throw the ball downfield a little bit more. Um, so with that said, I, I think we're going to bounce back and win. I think the defense will come back and have a good game. Vanderbilt's not any good, but there's no way in hell I'm going to lay 18 points with a high school passing attack and offense. So I'm going to take Vanderbilt on the road. So um, I can't, I can't agree anymore. The uh, <clears throat> I haven't watched, I haven't listened to Gator nation football podcasts and well this week anyways, like I, 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 I they're so brutally on point on point that I just like, it's hard to listen to sometimes. It's kind of like after the Rays lose um, like where I can't listen to like, the review podcasts and like I won't do tomorrow because now, and now our season's over, which is wonderful, but like it's, 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 and I, and trust me, like I understand and I'm concerned, but I, I trust getting the texts from malt liquor on Sunday or Monday or whenever the Gator nation football podcast comes out where he explains what they've said. Real um, quick, so it, it's yeah. actually—I know he has a podcast. I don't listen to that. I watch his YouTube channel. Oh yeah, yeah. which has yeah. the plays. But yeah, his his podcast is he and he and his buddy Alan, I think is his name. Um, it's a long one. The problem I have with theirs is not a problem for them. They are, I think, substantially supported by their listeners. They have a Patreon account. And so they have to like mention every single person that gives a dono, which that's annoying. Is short for donor donation. Yeah. And they say the word dono all the time. Yeah. And listen, I'm not critiquing. They obviously have a no, I am critiquing, but I'm I, I have no leg to stand on. Like they they have a game, they have it going. You know, they're making millions and they have a they 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 have a breakdown and the guy's got some crazy, crazy hair. I don't know if you've seen him. Have you yeah. watched the YouTube with his hair? Yeah, it's wild, man. But regardless, the guy seems to know. I mean, he seems to know so much about football. 
like more than I ever could possibly know. Oh, yeah. Which is awesome. But they say the word dono like about a million times during. He doesn't uh, do that on the YouTube show. show, No, no, no. On his podcast, though. But anyways. um, Yeah, the game last week was it was kind of shocking. Like I I didn't I, I, I got myself so hyped up and worked up and I know I picked Kentucky, but I didn't expect us to look so terrible. It's it's comforting to know that we were that at least our off, our defensive coordinator was making the right calls because he's a young smart guy, right? So yeah. I presume eventually that will come with time and defense it's 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 crazy. It's like why can't we have Mullen with this Armstrong kid, you know? And then Billy Napier is our head coach. Right? I mean, why, why can't there be a perfect fucking world where we have something in, like Put that? him in charge of counting players. Yeah, right. And 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 I do want to say, I, I know you uh, mentioned the special teams uh, assistant or whatever his name is. That guy's family. He had to, like, it's not funny. I'm not saying this as a joke. I'm saying it out because I know you have no way of knowing this. But, like, he's gotten threats to his, like, family and stuff. It's really not great. No, that's so not apparently good. the FBI is now involved. So when he mentioned that, I was like, mm, FBI is going to be knocking on our door now. <laughs> it's not good. No, no, I mean, no, nobody needs to get their life threatened or, I mean, nonsense like that. I mean, you know, I mean, I know we we all care about Florida football, but that's a caveat. Um, yeah, no, Kentucky, I don't think they're that great. That's what's so confounding to me. So anyways. Uh, and I don't hate them, you know, I mean, you know, good for them. Well, everybody I know lives up there. Anyways, uh, no, I mean, I'm, there's no way I'm chance I'm going to give Florida 18 or give Vanderbilt 18. So uh, I'm definitely taking the doors. Shit, they may even beat us, man. I mean, they've won last year. It's not no. like we're that much better this year. No. All right. And ETN's questionable, I saw. Oh, yeah, that's right. Not that we play him more than the other guy, but Montreal, Montreal. Yeah. So looking at the score last week from the Mizzou Vandy game, I thought maybe Vandy played him tough, but I see that Vandy had a score in the first quarter and then 14 in the fourth. So I'm guessing Mizzou probably dominated that game. Um, they just got some late, late scores there against totally. probably second, third team guys for Missouri. Like I said earlier, didn't watch the Florida game, didn't look good. I know this, though, when Florida played Charlotte, didn't they have red zone issues and they only kicked Mm -hmm. Oh, big time. We kicked five fuels. Yeah. I don't really see that going away anytime soon with this vanilla offense. So 18 is too much. Florida will win, but it won't be by 18. So... Anchor down, bitches. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's funny you mentioned that because, like, I think our kicker had one, one like, special teams player of the week. And when you're playing a team like Charlotte, do you ever, ever want that to be the case? Only if the guy has, like, three kickoff returns for touchdowns. Right, right, <laughs> or punt returns for touchdowns or something yeah. like that. You know, the, the I think the Gators uh, – Malt liquor, you'll know this, but like you know, after the '91 season, the Gators played uh, Notre Dame in the Sugar Bowl, right? 
And Arden Shashevsky or whatever played yeah. for Florida. He had like five or seven field goals in that game. Yeah. He he set a bowl a bowl record at the time. Um Yeah, I remember Notre Dame. Lost they, that game. Notre Dame yeah. basically played the park like park the bus defense where they would right. rush three and just flood the zone and make tackles and you know, in the red zone it's hard to pass. So Yeah. And it didn't hurt that our players decided to go out every night. Um, uh, speaking of Notre Dame fans at that time, Mr. Producer, who do you like in this game, sir? You dickhead. No, no, no. I'm fine. I'm not. I'm not upset. <laughs> Listen, I am now multiple, maybe ten drinks deep. I am in that zone, or what's the word? Like uh, that euphoria kind of zone. Like Huge I understand game. the Rays will win. 95 plus games next year doesn't matter and they will never win a world series as long the, as i'm alive uh, in, well, until we get our new stadium in st pete I don't uh and we'll get swept in the uh you know the divisional series it's gonna be great i can't wait or the wild card it's gonna be great i'm fine i'm fine listen we have 162 games to enjoy and then we have two games to lament at the end of the year i mean come on come on fellas I'm sorry. I feel Job's like I've kind of, I feel like the uh I feel like I've missed the missed the boat here. We don't win this game. Vanderbilt wins. I'll take the what? Seven. Yep. I'll take the seven to one. God. Those Gus, aren't bad odds. Yeah, it's it's plus seven hundred right now. So Gus, where did you land on this? I said anchor down, bitches. So it's a sweep, sweep against, against Florida. Against the Florida, the Gators. Mm. The Florida Gators. The mighty Gators. All right, 7 o'clock game, cuz. Yeah, here we are. 7 o'clock. This game, now nah, more likely the next game, uh, would have been like called by my favorite ESPN crew of all time that doesn't know, that no longer exists. But this is your... Kentucky Wildcats at somebody else's Georgia Bulldogs. The Bulldogs are a 14 and a half point favorite at home against Kentucky who beat the crap out of the mighty Gators last week. Um, Georgia. It's kind of a a funny little animal right there. Um, They struggled against Auburn, a team that, a game and a team that none of us really thought was going to be an issue. Um, that was, that was a huge mistake. I mean, we, we kind of poo pooed the idea of it being like the oldest rivalry in the deep South, but it really, really, really was important to those uh, Tigers um, fellas or whatever. But this week uh, they have the same line, 14 and a half points at home. Kentucky just got done uh, beating the just, crap out of florida and i don't in that again i don't know if that is like more that says more about florida or more about kentucky but kentucky's got some fight in them and um i i really think this is going to be a close game at halftime third quarter the problem is georgia seems to break late and and when i say problem i mean problem for this line problem for kentucky and I, I, I think it's not out of the realm of possibility for them to like win by 
17 points in this game, which is just a an even more a, a bigger indictment against Florida that a team like Georgia is going to is capable of mopping the floor. Georgia's uh that Bowers kid on Georgia, it's it's not like that is a I'm not trying to break any news. That kid is awesome. Anyways, I just want to say, uh, yeah, I think oh god. It's, it pains me to say this, but I think George is going to definitely, not definitely, I don't know anything. Obviously, look at my record. But I feel like Georgia is going to take care of Kentucky, 17 points, something like that. So I'm going to take uh, Georgia this weekend. Going to be good through three, though. So give me a quick stat here. Georgia's played two conference games against South Carolina and against Auburn. They've won those games by a combined 17 points. Auburn and South Carolina are not Kentucky. I get it. Georgia's at home. Georgia will probably win, but I think this is going to be a close game and Kentucky might pull it out. Georgia's going to lose this year. I think they're going to lose. And I think this, uh, this game is a great opportunity for that loss to happen. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Wildcats here. Give me Kentucky. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, for the same reason you said, Georgia has not looked great. Uh, They gave up over 200 yards rushing to Auburn last week. Auburn has no real credible threat of a passing game. Kentucky actually does, although they didn't really show it against Florida because they really didn't need to. But they had several um, drop passes, and um, their quarterback was a little bit inaccurate. But, um, you know, I think – Georgia struggled running against Auburn too. So, um, you know, the, the key is going to be Kentucky trying to contain Bowers and getting a pass rush. Cause I think they're going to be able to stop Georgia's run game. And I'm just going to be really close game nip and tuck. I still think Georgia's probably going to win, but like you, uh, Gus, I would not be shocked if Kentucky won. Um, so I'm taking the wildcats on the road and they might shock the world. I'm putting money on both Kentucky, not not as a parlay. I'm putting money on Kentucky. Money line? And, and, yeah, and, and Vanderbilt, both games. I'll be putting money on both those. So, yeah. I, what, what's the money line for Kentucky? 450. Okay. So, yeah. So I actually think Vanderbilt <laughs> Vanderbilt's even a better bet. Seven to one's good odds. Yeah, yeah. I, but I'm, I'm going to do... My normal bet. Well, not normal, like 10 and 10 on those. So we'll see. Does Lone Wolf in it? Not good for Georgia. Final SEC game of the night, 730. The Razorbacks heading into Oxford. Ole Miss, 11 and a half point favorite. This is a tough line for me because I don't know. I don't know what either team is. Ole Miss can be really good or they can be really not good as they showed against Alabama. I just think maybe that's a little bit of Lane Kiffin, Nick Saban mojo going on there. But Arkansas, I mean, they lost to BYU. They lost to A&M. They've lost to LSU. It's just that I would be more comfortable if this was a 10-point spread instead of 11.5 or maybe 9.5. But – 
Yeah, this is a tough one. They are in Oxford. It'll be under the lights. I think Lane's going to keep the train running here. I'll go ahead and I'll take Ole Miss by two touchdowns. So did you all see the footage of those kids on the field and the big dude from LSU like shoving one of them? Did not no. see that. Oh God, it's pretty funny. There's one so like these it's like three or four students running on the field with their phone and um you know like screaming and stuff and I don't know if one of them got too close to the LSU guy. Um and this big defensive lineman <laughs> just shoved him. Anyway, oh. I just put in, put in the chat one of the kids' faces. <laughs> he looks like Beaker. Uh, oh, man, meet meet. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, Ole Miss seems a little bit kind of heckle Jekyll and Heidi, and Arkansas it's somewhat the same. I uh, what's the line? Eleven and a half. Yeah, I I I, I don't trust Ole Miss's defense. I think this is ripe for, uh, again, another high-scoring game with potential for, you know, if not a win by Arkansas, backdoor cover. So I will take the Hogs as the road underdogs. So a couple times this year um, and a couple times in the other direction, Ole Miss has beat the spread and lost the spread late. I think coming off of this game, it's kind of uh, or, or the week, the, the game previous um, LSU is a huge, huge rival of theirs. And I know that not because I'm a football genius, but also because, you know, my in-laws are also Ole Miss fans. That game means so much to them. Um, that being said, and I'm starting to kind of like understand, like let down and not just like, I'm not just like some sabermetrics robot that I know y'all thought I was in the past, but like there are certain intangibles that you have to think about that our former bourbon boy never really took much credit to. But I really think this is a possibility for a potential letdown. And I don't mean letdown like they're going to lose, but I agree with the first sentence that Gus said that, he would have liked it a little bit more if it was like a 10 point line. And, um, and I, and, and that really resonated with me. So God help me. I'm going to sidle up with uh, malt liquor and take Arkansas to, to beat the spread. I think Ole Miss is probably going to win, but I think it's going to be a close-ish game. Choo-choo lane train. Yeah. What are some other uh, games going on this week, Phyllis? There aren't a whole hell of a lot. You have Red River rivalry mm -hmm. at noon. Uh, Oklahoma is actually ranked 12. I still think Texas will curb stomp them. I don't think that'll be much of a game. Um, mm -hmm. And then you have Notre Dame again in a in a battle of two ranked teams. They're playing Louisville, but I don't. But Louisville's think... good, huh? Yeah, I guess. I guess they're good. Um, they're five. No, who do they? Oh, wow. Let's see. What did y'all think about that Duke and Notre Dame game? That was wild, man. That a yeah. hell of an ending. Yeah. Pretty boy with the season saving scramble. I assume, I you, he's... uh, 
my wife has all your support this weekend. Oh, yeah. Miss Florida State. <laughs> Virginia Tech traveling to Florida State. The line is Florida State 23 and a half <laughs> with the over under at 52 and a half. Has wow. Virginia State scored any points this year? I mean, not, what's the. They're garbage. It's a funny little line there. Um, what? Oh, uh, yeah. So Clemson. Clemson's implosion was two weeks ago, and they beat Syracuse 31 to 14 last week. So they're hosting Wake Forest, and they're a 20. Clemson is a 21 and a half point, or excuse me, 21 point favorite against Wake Forest. So I guess Wake Forest is terrible. Um, that's interesting about the Red River robbery. Um, it used to be the same weekend as Florida LSU, but they've and 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 I mean I I'm not trying to hint anything, but Florida LSU was also almost always the same weekend as my birthday, which is coming up, and they uh they've moved Florida LSU to November now, so yay. So one question about Red River River rivalry. Oh, well, well. Red shootout. Used you, to be the shootout. Do you Still think, is. Do you think that Oklahoma is looking past Texas since they have UCF next week? Or, I'm sorry, Clearly. in two weeks. In two weeks. Clearly. Yeah, they have a bye, Anytime so. you can take off a national take down a national champion. I mean, I would think they might be looking past Longhorns for the, the Knights. So Ain't looking so good for UCF since they joined the Big 12. Yeah, my brother's been pretty quiet. Yeah. I, yeah. I what have they been doing? Nothing? No. They're 3 and 2, but they're 0 and 2 in conference. Nice. So Baylor beat them by one. Oh, that was the other thing. I think, I think UCF was up 28 0 at some point. And Baylor came back to beat him, and then Kansas State beat him 44-31. So, no, they were What's up uh, 30, 35 to 7. And Baylor scored 26 points in the fourth quarter to beat them. And they are now a one-and-a-half point underdog at Kansas. That doesn't sound good to me, my friend. Well, Kansas is for Kansas is a decent team now. Like they're playing what, well. What is what happened? They I have a know. good coach now. Yeah, they have a good coach. That's probably who Who's the Gators should have hired. Who's that? I don't know. He's some high school guy who went to a small school and then came up here. I mean, it kind of sounds like Napier, but <laughs> I mean, they're putting up points though. They put up 48, 34, 31, 38, and 14. Lance Leipold or Leopold. Yeah, Leopold, yeah. Oh, yeah, sure enough. I mean, if your name's Lance, you got to be a winner, right? They have a Jack Lance, Johnson. <laughs> Lance the Dance. Remember, uh, everyone, of course, we all remember from Major League back to the minors. No, we don't remember. I didn't watch that shit. It's, it's, it's light years better than Major League Two. So they have somebody named you. Tanaka on their team, too. <laughs> Kansas does. <laughs> Holy shit. So did Major League back to the minors. I know. Yeah, Major Incredible. League you have no marbles. No marbles. Love that shit. Is that the one with Scott Bakula? Yes. Ugh. Okay. What? What do you mean? Ugh. Ugh. 
That guy is the Kevin Costner of the next of the, the B level Kevin Costner <laughs> of our generation. <laughs> Joe Boo. This town ain't big. This town ain't small. Happy birthday, cuz. I hope your tossed salad was as amazing as mm. <laughs> Well, that'll do it for the Bourbon Boys podcast. I want to thank our sponsor, PandemicSauceCompany.com. That's PandemicSauceCompany.com. Enter code BourbonBoys at checkout. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, follow, and share this episode with your friends. Any last thoughts, fellas? Happy birthday, Go Gators. Yeah. Let, let Baker bake. Yeah. Right. Go more Mad Men. Yeah, I don't... Uh, <laughs> good God. I don't think, uh, of course, I love the Gators. I'll always love the Gators, but like, I don't want to get too melodramatic here, but that's not my style. <laughs> but losing, uh, watching the Rays totally shit the bed two days in a row, like two days after the Gators looked awful. Um, this is not my best sports week. I got to say that. Um, but it was awesome to go to playoff games. Now I get to sit back and watch the Gators um, hopefully be Bandy. Anyways, so for uh, Malt Liquor, Gus, our producer, Dr. Rupik, I am Cousin Bailey saying go Gators and go.